0: Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. And we're back, guys of a certain age, in a sweltering studio somewhere in an undisclosed location in North Starkville. I'm Robbie Koblenz with Art Shirley, yeah. There's Art. Stepped on my introduction. Right? Yeah, I stepped on you, or you sure. stepped on me, or we stepped on each other. <laughs> it's like a bad game of Twister, don't oh, you think? Yeah.
1: Also, I've got a middle image now. Yeah,
0: there you okay. go. And uh, our compatriot Jay is somewhere on assignment, close to Canada. The last yeah, that's what time he we said. Heard. Yeah. So um, he was camping out somewhere in sh- north of Chicago. Yeah. And I, uh, I suggest that you go to Portillo's to eat, which is a hot dog Italian beef place there in the, uh, the Great Second City, and um, probably not gourmet enough for Jay. But we have no
1: idea why he's going up there. What's going on? At least he didn't go to Hawkins, Indiana. Mm-hmm. But you know, did we ever tell him they weren't reinstating the draft? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that oh, there's a joke that's going bad. Yeah, 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 that 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 is for
0: guys of a certain yeah. age. There, so but I am driving to Indiana. You're driving to Indiana? Yeah, fr- Friday. So for okay. a family reunion, and so oh, yeah. we're, Northeast Indiana, which is kind of where Hawkins would be if Hawkins existed. Hawkins, Hawkins being the the uh, location of Stranger Things. Stranger Things. So and you I'm, have not started that yet, right? I've not started season three. We're
1: just about finished up with it. What do you think so far? Uh, it's different. It's uh, you know I've heard people you know to me the first season, and I'm I'm kind of like this with a lot of things, but the first season was just perfect. But we've really enjoyed it. There's been it's been it's been different, but there. have been a lot of enjoyable things about it uh i I won't say too much to you know take at risk of spoiling it for you or for anybody else that's listening to it listening to the podcast but uh yeah it's good it's good it still has a lot of that you know that 80s Spielberg, Stephen King kind of vibe to it that works so well.
0: I call it the paneling vibe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Both of the cars and the wall. That's right. And interiors of the cars as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see the mall.
1: Yeah. The mall, I mean, we Becky and I both laughed out loud when they showed the mall because it's like that was such, you know, uh, a place, such a part of the experience of, of growing up or being of a certain age or, you know, uh, at the time and. And now you just don't go there anymore. That it no, doesn't exist uh-huh. like that anymore. And, but those, you know, they have a, you know, uh, the Gap, and they had uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a Corn Dog Seven, I guess. And, uh, oh yeah, uh, Orange Julius, I think is in there. Uh, but just it, all the different places are, are there that you expect, and they use expressions that uh, that uh, you know are, are from that time period. Uh, A lot of it feels like a John Hughes movie. I mean, There's the opening scene of the first episode, and you're going, oh, my gosh, this feels just like a John Hughes movie. I've seen
0: that opening scene. That's as far as I've gotten because I got swept into another show. You know, in in Meridian, we had Village Fair Mall, which was the the Mm -hmm. mall that was built in the mid-'70s. And by the time I was interested in malls 10, 12 years later— it wasn't as cool. The experience anymore. wasn't there anymore. No, yeah. and so there was always talk of a new mall coming, a new mall coming, right? Which happened like three years after yeah. I left. You oh, know? okay. So, but we had a sound shop and a Chick Fil A and Orange Julius and an arcade, yeah, and a movie theater. And the thing I remember about the movie theater at Village Fair Mall. Um, they played Ghost for like like four months straight. <laughs>
1: that's right. They find one that works and they just keep playing just, it over and over. Yeah, and over again.
0: it was it, it was crazy. So I uh, had yeah. a Morrison's cafeteria. too. Yep, Morf-
1: Morrison's or a Piccadilly. You usually had one of the two, but yeah. Morrison's is what that you know that I was familiar with as well. Yeah, way back in the day. Uh, so. But it was like I said, it's it's always a, the the show works for me on that level of nothing else, uh, and then the product placement in there that's that's fun to see. So it's good. And it's been
0: fun to watch all the folks roll out their mid '80s product again. Yeah, we talked about yeah. uh,
1: we talked about New, new Coke, Coke, and yeah. uh, I mean, who else is Pizza Hut did the '80s logo, right? I was trying to think, there was something that showed up that I went, oh, okay, they're they're pulling that back, and I cannot remember now what it was, but um, but I remember, you know, I, with the New Coke featured uh, in an episode the other the other night. Just, I mean, just again, they're not slamming you at home with it, but they're, everybody's got a can of New Coke in front of them. it's good. There you go. The, the problem is, and they've they've addressed it, is, is that. You know, their their kids are at an age where they'll age out of these roles pretty quickly. So I know they're going to try to wrap the whole thing up at, yeah. in, within another season or two. I
0: think they've got season four, and that's it, and that's the end of the And that, of that's
1: probably a good idea.
0: Um, well, let's transition into other good ideas, and one of them being Geeks of the Week. What you got?
1: Uh, we watched, in addition to watching Stranger Things, we also watched the new Captain Marvel movie. I knew I would do that. Shazam movie. For me, he'll always be Captain Marvel. Uh, and they... It was a fun movie, just a very entertaining movie. Uh, It's been described as uh, Big meets Superman, and uh, that's exactly the feeling we got from it. Uh, Just much like the the Tom Hanks movie, Big, where he he ends up in the body of an older man, the whole idea of Billy Batson being transformed to Captain Marvel, although they never call him that. Shazam is now the name of the character. And they never even call him that uh, in the movie. Uh, they talk about Shazam, but they call him the champion more often than not. Huh. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of humor that's kind of built around that same idea of a child in a in a man's body and, and experiencing things and, and not really knowing how to be both a superhero and a grown-up. But uh, Zachary Levi does a great job. He's just very entertaining. Uh, uh, warm, heartfelt family feeling to the movie. Uh, Just we and one of those where Becky has has certainly reached the saturation. My wife, Becky, has certainly reached the saturation point of superhero movies, has seen about all she wants to see. I bet. And so, you know, it took a while for us actually to get uh, to the point where we would watch that. But she really enjoyed it. And afterwards, that was really that was a good that was a different, different kind of movie. So there were some things that I did not expect them to show to go to this early in the series that they did. And uh, I won't spoil it, but uh, very entertaining. Just really, really good. Cool. Well, that's
0: something I hope to pick up at some point and watch. Yeah. So uh, that's one of the the movies that's like, I we get time that would be great to go yeah. see.
1: Now, you probably, do you, did you watch the Shazam I did. TV show? Yeah, yeah, the
0: Shazam Isis Power Hour. Yeah,
1: now, I didn't see any nods at all to the old show. I may have just missed something, but I didn't see any odds to the old show. Uh, and uh, But there were several nods. To um, the existing DC universe, oh, which nice. was interesting, so they they do you know consider it part of that, and to the old and to the uh, comic book history.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, you've got a superhero, a fictional superhero. My geek of the week is about real life superheroes. Oh. Those are the astronauts who uh, made up the Apollo space mission. And uh, the day we're recording this, July 8th, last night, the National Geographic Channel uh, aired the uh, let's see, let me get the official title because there's a lot of Apollo stuff floating out. Uh, it's the Apollo Missions to the Moon documentary. And so this is the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11, correct? Mm -hmm. I wasn't around, so I don't remember.
1: I was was three days away from my seventh birthday and uh, had a moon landing party. Oh, that's Uh, awesome. Received a bunch of Major Matt Mason toys, which you didn't remember Major Matt Mason at all, right? A bunch of moon-based toys cashing in on that whole thing. So I think I may have thought Major Matt Mason was the first man on the moon for a few years. (laughs) That's not true, but yeah, that was... uh, (laughs) memorable now, time
0: now my my um, my moon memories are space 1999 with it breaking away yeah, that's right. you know with martin landau uh-huh. so uh, but it, it's been interesting to watch all the stuff that's rolled out the past year and a half or mm-hmm. so all the way back to the first man biopic uh which i never saw it's on my list of i would really like to see that at some point yeah
1: i saw that and then indiana as a matter of fact yeah uh, indianapolis
0: so the uh the apollo missions to the moon hit national geographic last night i'm Mm -hmm. sure it'll be replaying throughout the summer um but you know nasa's gone back and and they took um they went back and grabbed original 16 millimeter and 35 millimeter negatives for some of the stuff they've they've kicked out Mm -hmm. um the Apollo missions, you can follow them on Twitter on a minute by minute update. So mm-hmm. you're getting, if there was Twitter 50 years ago, you would get the minute by minute updates right. of what Capcom is sending over. So, um, just, I guess my geek is all the NASA yeah. Apollo 11 stuff. Happening.
1: Yeah. And we could certainly talk about that. I mean, I love that stuff, but, uh, I bought the documentary, the Apollo 11th, Documentary, which I thought it was seventy millimeter film they had, but is it thirty five millimeter? It, I guess it was uh, I haven't watched it yet. We're yeah. actually going to do, and I was hoping to get my boys involved because I'd like for them to see it. There's just not, um, you know, there's some interest in it, but there's there's to me, you know, we've our generations today don't seem to have the same. Uh, love for it that that my generation had for it, and not even everybody you know that are, that's a guy of a certain age or a, a woman of a certain age, you know, cares for it as much as I seem to. But it really affected me; was a big part of uh, my growing up. So I'm looking forward to seeing that documentary. Uh, Saturday, July the 20th is probably the day we'll watch yeah. it. You know, um, but uh, there I remember it was last year, year before maybe they did a thing where you could. Uh, Through the NASA app, you could listen in and hear the broadcast in in real time, you know, as things happen. So that was pretty neat. Uh, And I'm sure they'll do something similar to that. Uh, First Man was good. I thought uh, uh, they did a good job with the production. They took some artistic uh, liberties with some things in the story. uh, But they did a really good job of putting you in the cockpit in certain situations. So that was good.
0: The very, very, very small cockpit. Yes,
1: that's right. Uh, we saw, we've, I've been rewatching. It's been years since I've watched it, but HBO did a mini series, probably what's, what did I say? 20 years ago. It seemed like, yeah. uh, from the earth to the moon, yep. which was very well done and took each mission. And we've watched the first three of those, um, uh, do a, just an incredible job of Apollo one, which was the one where, uh, astronauts, uh, Gus, Gordon Grissom, and, Gus Grissom. and, yeah. uh, Chaffee. And I can't remember yeah. Chaffee's name. Ed right of F. F. Yeah. Um, uh, died in that fire yeah. and almost ended the whole program but each 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 uh, Apollo mission is given its own episode and there's a different director so have you seen this series
0: uh, i've seen parts of it i'm familiar i think you really it. like it as yeah.
1: a filmmaker because the director takes the each director takes such a different approach to it uh it, you know came out shortly after band of brothers which of course you know is something that people watch every year but uh this was is not as popular and probably not as as rewatchable as Bandit Brothers for whatever reason, but uh, I love the approach of a different director taking uh, their views and, and and kind of the way they package the story
0: the um I've not seen Earth to the Moon in years. Yeah, I, I
1: don't think I had seen it until you know maybe 15 years at the earliest. Is is, 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 uh, is most recently I've, I've seen it.
0: So talking about the uh, talking about the three astronauts who passed. Um, I had um you know we'll put it in show notes. This is a um, painting that I've had I had on my wall as a oh, kid. oh really okay all the Apollo astronauts and one of the interesting things about that is is back here kind of looking on these three behind the flag or the three who died in oh, Apollo. Oh wow
1: one. yeah that's impressive yeah and, you need to put that up that's really that's yeah really
0: and uh, yeah. so it's mm-hmm. it's all the astronauts on the moon painted in uh, their appropriate Apollo yeah. garb helmets off and then you've got this legend that defines them and of course neil armstrong is front and not yeah. center but front right uh-huh. and uh um so as as you would imagine but they've got the three apollo one astronauts yeah. kind of homage off to the side so yeah um yeah real powerful powerful message i had that on my wall growing up that's and cool it, it was just something that's yeah, yeah. looked at quite a bit yeah. so that's neat good um, geek
1: of the week like i said uh Certainly I was, like I said, I've been a little dismayed to to hear how uh, young people today, it's not something they particularly uh, care about. uh, And I've had people tell me that we don't really care about that. Uh, Okay. But uh, it's certainly something I think I'm hoping will get some attention because of the 50th anniversary this, this month. Well, you know, it's, there
0: was that sense of, you know, uh, we're exploring, we're pushing out the Mm -hmm. next great frontier. Uh, You know, the, I was really too young um, to remember the Apollo missions. I remember, right. I vaguely remember Skylab, mm-hmm. and but uh, the uh, the the shuttle missions were the big thing for me. Yeah, and uh, that whole idea of that reusable um, launch vehicle that yeah. would come back, but it wasn't as
1: sexy and no, awe inspiring. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, even the Apollo missions, you know, after the first, you know, Apollo thirteen obviously reawoke you know, the nation's interest because it, you know, almost failed and they were able to bring those guys back. Uh, but it became kind of commonplace and yeah. people stopped, you know, lost interest after the first, first couple of, uh, couple of missions. So that's a kind of a, a strange thing. Last man, the story of uh, Gene Cernan did on being the last man on the moon is also a very interesting documentary to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like I said, good stuff. And I think that uh, yeah, this is another aside. And since we, You know, since we've got a little time, (laughs) Uh, uh, watched uh, *Things to Come*, which I hadn't seen in years. It's a 1936 movie based on H.G. Wells' *Things to Come*. Oh yeah, *Shape of Things to Come*. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's uh, we were watching this movie and we're going, "Good grief! This was made in 1936!" And the futuristic look of the place. I mean, you know, I, I called Becky over and said, "Take a look at this," and she goes, "Wow! So this was made in 1936, and it, the effects are every bit as good." If not better than Logan's Run, which, you know, may not be a very high benchmark. Yeah. But you know, it, it, it won awards. I mean, but yeah. you know, looking back now, it, it doesn't hold up very well. But that was forty years later. Runner. Yeah. 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 Of course I, I love both of those movies. But, yeah. You
0: know. I loved Rogan's One. Logan's, <laughs> one. Logan's
1: Thanks, rog- Yeah. <laughs> Logan's
0: Roadhouse was yeah. the sequel to Logan's. I'm surprised, Roadhouse. you
1: know, you talked about Last Starfader last time we I'm really surprised nobody's revisited Logan's Run. Yeah. That to yeah. me seems like a real natural A lot of things you could do with that, you know, to tie into the current political climate as well with that. So that'd be good.
0: Yeah. But I mean, didn't we get all the Logan's Run remakes with all the uh, teen apocalyptic, uh, uh, well, yeah, know, I guess so. Like all the, that the hun-
1: Hunger Games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Probably so. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: But Logan's Run was, yeah. uh, yeah the the whole sandman thing. yeah and, and then the whole the the, the cleaners that came out yeah. just came oh yeah. just kind of creepy yeah. yeah you know but uh anyway really? that's the way it goes uh well you know as we talk about remakes and uh and characters and well we haven't really talked about characters other than than astronauts yeah. but we were uh talking off mic about what uh you know the the Unique. I was going to say peculiar, but unique comic book characters that might be transitioning yeah. to the small screen or the uh, or the big screen.
1: Well, my thought is, you know, to me DC and probably more so than Marvel has had better success bringing their lesser known characters to the to the big screen or to you know small screen or whatever uh, lately because there's not that much expectation about them. You know, granted, we know who Shazam, Captain Marvel is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we know who Aquaman is, but a lot of people don't other than through their super friends kind of thing. Uh, Superman and Batman both have not worked, even though those are their, their two big stars. They have not worked well. Wonder Woman has worked well, but there's just been an inconsistency to it. And even even Marvel, I think, kicked off their whole thing with, with Iron Man, who at the time was a lesser-known hero? Absolutely, certainly not the you know the Hulk or Spider-Man that most people were familiar with. Uh, so my thought was, who are some of the oddball characters that might make for a good television or even a movie you know uh, adaptation coming up? Or you know who are some of these characters that are out there that that people don't know and might see? We're seeing um, DC Universe is doing some of that right now. Uh, that uh, subscription service that dc Mm -hmm. has uh they've brought out uh, doom patrol which i think is doing pretty well yeah uh they've got the teen titans which people know but mainly know probably robin and don't know the rest of the characters again we do but you know mainstream audiences may not be as familiar with those folks have you watched teen titans i watched a little bit of it i watched a little bit of doom patrol neither one of them were shows that i enjoyed enough to go to continue with wow swamp thing i really like yeah. And I think one of the reasons is is because with both Doom Patrol and Teen Titans, I have perceptions on what they should be. Sure. Uh, uh, to me, the, uh, the Young Justice comic uh, cartoon that was done a few years back and now has been uh, re- renewed through DC Universe was a great take on the Teen Titans. I thought they really did a good job of, of who those people became. But Swamp Thing they've made into uh more of a horror story and mm-hmm. it really works well like that. But they brought up they have they they uh you know, it, it unfortunately Swamp Thing's been canceled due to, you know, reasons beyond their control apparently. But uh they brought introduced the Blue Devil. Do you remember that character at all?
0: No, I do not he
1: was yeah, he was a really minor character from the nineties, I think he came about. And uh, you know, uh but there's a Ian Zeering from 90210, and and more importantly Sharknado fame is going to play the Blue Devil at some point. And you're starting to see his his uh, appearance now. But maybe think of different characters. Metamorpho. Do you remember Metamorpho? I at remember all?
0: Metamorpho. Yeah, he
1: was one of my favorite characters. I mean, he's just such a, a strange character. He came about in the mid '60s. Bob Haney and uh, looked at Ramona Fedora was the uh, Freydon. I'm sorry, Ramona Fredon was the uh, was the artist involved with it. But Bob Haney was the guy behind uh, the old Brave and Bold uh, mm, yeah. series with Batman. Uh, at that point, later became Batman. At this point, they were just using it as kind of a way to introduce new characters. He also did a lot of war comics. But they they had uh, Metal Men, which was a DC superheroes uh, That's right. team up. And then they had Doom Patrol and they wanted something similar to that, just kind of a little off kilter and to respond. Also, you've got to think at Marvel, they're they're bringing out Fantastic Four. Yeah. They've got the Hulk. So this idea of, you know, these bizarre powers because you had the thing and you had the Hulk and then you had uh, the characters with the Doom Patrol. So they, they asked him to come up with something in response to that. And Metamorpho, he really conceived as kind of a parody. And if you look at some of the early ones, you can see they're definitely tongue in cheek kind of stuff. And the character itself has is not an appealing design. He's got this, yeah. you know, he's but rock and fire, molten lava kind of characters. His he's, he's in, often quadrants, like his head is this white rock looking kind of thing, and this left side and right side, and arms and legs are all different elements. But he could change and shape shift, and uh, just a, the the writing approach to it was very cool, uh, very much of a early '60s kind of vibe to it. Uh, and I think it would lend itself well to a uh, almost what they did with with Deadpool, you mm-hmm. know, kind of an irreverent, sure, uh, just a real tongue and cheek kind of character. So I'd like to see them do that. We talked about Squirrel Girl. Neither one of us were that familiar with that character, but that's a different character that they're bringing in. That was, a, uh, I think, Steve Ditko actually had a little bit to do with uh, oh, wow. Squirrel Girl, which I did yeah. not realize. Now, did you
0: um, did you watch Smallville at all?
1: Yeah, I watched it. Um, uh I watched it early on kind of skipped a little bit then came back to it for the last few seasons. So I was a big
0: um, I was a big Smallville fan. I really uh-huh. enjoyed Smallville and I'm looking through the list right now of all the DC characters that appeared in Smallville and there's 178 of wow, them. Wow, I had no idea it was that many. So you've got um I'm looking through a few John Jones, Martian Manhunter, right. and you never saw him transform. Yeah,
1: in Smallville, yeah. the the rule was no capes, right? Yeah, and yeah. that applied even to the guest stars. That's I mean, right. They would have. It seems like I remember there was an Aquaman character. Well, there or, was Aquaman. I mean, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, uh, but he like had an orange hoodie or something yeah exactly yeah. Uh-huh. and he
0: just kind of popped up out of the water so yeah. you had you had green arrow which i i really enjoyed that version of green uh-huh. arrow before they started arrow yeah on on the cw and i uh-huh. thought that i originally thought they were going to take that character from smallville and spin him off yeah um but some of the folks that uh, you may not have remembered the wonder twins were in there
1: I did not know that. Yeah,
0: you had Cosmic Girl, Saturn, I mean, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lab. I remember that's from the Legion of
1: Superheroes. From the Legion of, the of Superheroes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Zantana was in it, um, John Zatara. Um, let's see who else. I'm looking through now, some. Now, they
1: had a Justice Society appearance in there because they, they had did. Uh, Hawkman. Yeah, they had Hawkman, Doctor Dr. Fate, Fate, Stargirl, Icicle yeah. Jr., uh, Star Spangled Kid. Yeah, and those kids were, uh, those kids, those people were in costume. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the first time we'd ever seen a Dr. Fate, I'm sure it was a first Sand time we'd Man. seen yeah, any of those characters yeah. in costume on the screen, big that's, screen, on that's the right. little screen. Any screen,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, so there the original Green Lantern, yeah, right. You know, he was, was part a, of that same episode. That's right. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going through Rick Flag, Dark Side, Dark Side, Dark Side. Okay. And, and I do not remember what he looked like. Yeah. Um, Superboy, Connor Kent. Okay, was in it. So
1: that alternate version of Superboy,
0: uh, Brainiac Five. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Slade Wilson was in it. Oh, Black Manta, Um, Hank Henshaw. Okay,
1: Cyborg Superman. You had
0: a Bruce Wayne and a Barbara Gordon character. Okay. And um, Thomas Wayne, Martha Wayne, Billy Batson. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, Black Flash, uh, The Brain. Man, there's a ton. Alfred was in it. Yeah. Uh, Legion of Superheroes came back. Adam Strange,
1: yeah. Adam Strange is another one that I thought is kind of a lesser known. It was yeah. a Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers kind of rip off. That's uh, right. But uh, that you know that to me again with the Guardians of the Galaxy vibe, if they could tie into something like that, uh, I, I would say they could do that with Green Lantern too if they really decided to go back and, and reboot that. But it may just be two. So they had John Stewart as Green Lantern. Oh right? yeah. So. Well, you know the thing is for. Most people, you know, watching that were probably into that show, and certainly most people that were watching Justice League Unlimited, John Stewart was Green Lantern. That's right. You know,
0: that's right. Um, I'm looking for, uh, looking for um, how Jordan's character. Then I have a photo of it. So anyway, it it was always interesting to me to see what they did. In Smallville, what characters they brought in and tried to. And that ran
1: for how many seasons? Ten? uh, Nine, maybe? Nine seasons? Okay. And
0: uh, and to me, uh, always, uh, uh, Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor, that is the greatest Lex Luthor, um, I believe, ever uh, portrayed in film or I would like to see
1: him have a shot to play him again. Boy, he would be so great. Yeah. Of course, he also did the Flash and uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, but to me, I, he could easily step into the Lex Luthor role.
0: It um, uh, he he was just great. And once that character rotated off, mm-hmm. it just wasn't the same. shit. Yeah,
1: no. Then I, and I think I stopped watching it. Uh, I know I had stopped watching it. Uh, I wasn't watching it all after he left and probably came back only to watch like the last season or so, just to see how they wrap things up. Yeah. And may have only watched like the last few episodes of that. I think that's all I did. Because it, it it did change quite a bit, you know. It became a different show, and when he was the blur or the streak or whatever he was, yeah. you know, I, I said like, just make him super
0: Yeah, that's right. You know. um, we talked about Dead Man there for, or we we texted about Dead, Dead Man.
1: Man's one of the ones that yeah that I and I, I,
0: I read about. that some. Yeah, uh, there was a reboot in the mid nineties. or Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. 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 So,
1: but the original that was an interesting take on a character, it, Boston Brand, a former circus uh, daredevil had been killed, much like the Grayson's parents were killed, you know, uh, through there. And because his soul was tortured, he was, you know, not able to to move on to the next plane. Uh, And so he would inhabit other people's bodies and be able to get them to do stuff, and he would solve crimes. He was a big ally of Batman, but, you know, they would draw him in this red carnival cape and this kind of skull head, uh, but nobody else could see him. And so the only time he could interact with somebody is when he took over took over their body and, and did stuff
0: kind of a cross between quantum leap and spawn
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah i i, I often thought todd mcfarland took enough from dead man and kind of pivoted a little yeah, bit yeah again to, because to to spawn. dead
1: man you know was probably a character nobody ever thought had any type of uh yeah. you know commercial uh i don't know appeal appeal thank yeah, you yes yeah, yeah, so i was gonna try yeah. <laughs> marketability well, or whatever yeah. uh You know, and certainly not anything you could put in a movie. But now that we've gotten to this point where people are looking for content, people are looking for some type of subject matter that's especially some that's a little bit away from the norm. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be Superman. It's not going to be Batman, but we've got to find a way to, you know, continue to mind this uh, superhero genre.
0: To me, the watershed moment was, was the success of guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Because if you can get rocket and Groot to be popularly accepted like they were, Uh then yeah, we'll, we'll watch anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they were. I mean, that's a a great point. And also the technology has caught up to the point where you can create a character like Rocket or Groot and make them uh, very relatable and, uh, you know, have people care about them. That's right. <laughs> you know? So
0: Machine Man was another kind of yeah, minor character. I remember, yeah,
1: I remember that guy too. Yeah. And
0: yeah. Uh, I've always really liked Machine Man for yeah. some reason. So. Yeah.
1: And you would think that would be a pretty thing to bring to the screen, pretty easy thing to bring to the screen, you know, more uh, with the technology they've got now. You yeah, know? I mean, you think about how he might have been done in the 70s. <laughs> well, per, it yeah. was a
0: purple and gray costume or it wasn't uh-huh. a costume. It was, you know, he was he was Marvel's version of Cyborg yeah. is, is what he was. Yeah. So, you know, but uh, anyway, yeah. it, it, it's going to be interesting to see this next wave. Yeah. Um. You know, I've, I've seen Spider-Man Far From Home. Art, I have not seen it. Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: hoping to see it by the time we record again.
0: And then there's just a it's we're at an inflection point in the marvel universe Mm -hmm. which is really kind of cool to watch and um so it's it's going to be interesting to see what that next wave of characters yeah um you know black panther is another character that was kind of a a a tier two character from marvel Uh that is just
1: gigantic yeah phenomenal phenomenal character uh and so that's, you know, I'm wondering how much of it will be affected by uh, a natural saturation point that people have, have reached. You and I are going to probably go see everything that comes out. Although I find myself not seeing everything mm. that comes out in the theater anymore. Did you ever see Venom? No. See, I haven't seen Venom either. and It may even be available Free somewhere now, and I haven't watched it yet.
0: So, the question for me about Venom is: um, Spider-Man Far From Home had Sony all over, and again, Homecoming uh-huh. was a cooperative, as was Far From Home. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Sony set Venom up as a one-off. So, how are they going to bring Venom in into to this the, universe to the Spider-Man yeah, universe? Uh-huh. Um, it's it's interesting. It's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how those studios go forward uh, in, in sharing that that character in that space. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I like everybody else. I want to see what they do with Fantastic Four and X-Men. How do they get those they, characters
1: in? Somebody really needs to do a Fantastic Four and do it justice. You know? Yeah, it was called The Incredibles. Yeah, Yeah, they have. That's right. And that's that's the that's the model. That's the template because that was the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. And really one of the best movies ever made. I mean, just that first one was just, you know, hands down one of the one of the best. And they got it. You know, it's just they they got the dynamic. And that's where that needs to be. That's where Fantastic Four needs to be in that same space. The family first space.
0: Brad Bird. Uh, yeah, he 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 recognized what made those characters tick, uh-huh. and the whole family dynamic there because that's yeah. what the Fantastic Four was. Yeah, so
1: yeah, and nobody's gotten that so far.
0: What's yeah. interesting is now that uh, the Fantastic Four is is back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe space, mm-hmm. Marvel Comics has resumed a Fantastic
1: yeah. Four. Yeah, yeah. After they book. stopped the book for a while, yeah. yeah.
0: So, That's crazy. Well, speaking of stopping books, it's time to stop <laughs> the pipe game? book. That's yeah, right, there yeah. you go. So, I
1: also would like to throw out that if anybody's looking for a uh, space cowboy kind of thing, Jack Quasar could <laughs> easily be available for your next Netflix, Amazon Prime, or, or even large format movie. So, uh, what's your selling price on that? 20, uh, 20 yeah, bucks? Yeah, 20, 25 maybe? I yeah. Don't know. I don't know.
0: And uh, I think uh, we've already got. Uh, I don't want to be held to that, so I'm, not, I'm going to say it's negotiable. Negotiable. Yeah. But, I mean, we we've got a little bit of a uh, pseudo green light for the uh, Benedictine the Mad Monk uh, movie with uh that's with, right. with Phil. That's right? right,
1: yeah. Yeah. So
0: shout out to our guy Phil Valentine. And that was probably betacam SP, guys, is what oh. I'm just gonna tell oh, you. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think so. For I that tape so. that you're talking about. You know, Phil, if you wanted to send it down, we could take care of it for you for a for a modest price. Yeah, of course. Right. We are capitalists here as well. So but uh but
1: that could be our uh, Iron Man.
0: Yeah. And, and, for, and for the record, you know, we would gladly sell the Right Star podcast. I mean, you know, likenesses and all. So folks are really desperate for content. That's right. So um, thanks, guys, for listening to us. As always, if you like what you hear, um, give us a review, hopefully five stars on iTunes or your favorite podcast aggregator or play that platform. Please like and subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you.